everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Getting to Know Gray 17. I am John, one of the co-hosts of the Gray 17 podcast. And this week we are switching it up a bit. Up until now, I've been introducing and interviewing my fellow newbies, but I thought it was time to give us a shout out to the first ones. So with me today is the real first one. Just I'm going to say it. Uh, my boy, Mike. Mike, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this, man. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little about yourself. Thanks for having me, John. Uh, my name is uh, Mike. I am one of the first ones. Um, let's see. I have uh, been a fan of Babylon 5 since it first aired. Um, I live in Iowa. I've got a wife and a, and a daughter. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of kind of the basics. <laughs> All right. Well, you kind of got into one of uh, the questions I usually have. But um, so how'd you hear about the Gray 17 podcast? Yeah. Um, so uh this well, this will kind of dip into one of the other questions too. But um, Scott asked me; he invited me to to join in. I've done some uh, other pods on the Front Row Network with Scott and Blake in the past. So um, when they were doing this, I was kind of excited. Actually, he didn't ask me; he told me he was doing it, and I was kind of like, "Hey, man, like I'd be into that." So yeah, well, that's cool. So yeah, like, so what made you want to be a part of it? The previous work you guys had done together, or just because you love Babylon Five, like? A little of both. Um, I've always enjoyed doing the the other pods with uh, with the guys. Um, Trying to think. Previously, we had done uh, discovering Star Trek about the the Star Trek Discovery series, which um, we did like seasons one and part of season two, I think, and then it kind of petered out. But and I've done a few other like random one offs. Like uh, he went to me for uh, the animated Transformers the movie, and I want to say, ah, uh, God. It's the Monster Squad was uh, was another one. I I think there have been others. I just can't remember them. But they were always it was always a good time. So, so basically, you're a podcast pro, and this is just old. Uh, yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> well, so usually I ask, uh, you know, I'd ask in the newbies how they heard of Babylon Five or how had they heard of it before. Obviously, you've watched the show, but so did you come into it? You said right when it aired. Like, did you just stumble upon it? Did somebody tip you off? So, like, how'd you how'd you find it? No, I pretty much stumbled upon it. Um, growing up, I was always big into sci-fi. I used to watch, you know, back in the day, it was the Sci-Fi Channel, and they'd air like a uh, mystery science theater. I'm a I'm a huge MST fan, nice. and uh, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and yeah, I think I just kind of stumbled into like there was, jeez, I can think of so many other shows at that time, but yeah, I just kind of stumbled into B5, and and it was cool. So I. When you saw that, it was on PTEN, right? That's what Scott has said. I remember being on like, you know, I want to say like the UPN network, which I think might yeah. be the same thing with different letters. <laughs> yeah, because that's something that's always not necessarily bothering me, but they keep talking about it. I was like, I have never heard of this channel before. Like I grew yeah. up, you know, we didn't have cable. So I was like, oh, maybe it was a cable thing. But we had, you know, UPN, you had the <clears throat> 245, 9, 11, 30, like you had those channels, but I had never heard of it before. So I'm here, I'm here in the Quad Cities in uh, the kind of on the Iowa, Illinois border. And um, the way I remember it is like, we have WGN, right? Yep. And I don't know, I don't know who else has WGN, or yep. like how far that spreads. But I want to say WGN, the Chicago television network. Sometimes it was WGN. Sometimes it was like Al Jazeera. Sometimes I want to say it was UPN. So. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, so I also asked people how they know the host. Now, obviously it sounds like, and we had Emily on and she's already told us a little bit about you and Scott, but why don't you walk us through how you knew all the hosts? Yeah. She already spilled the tea on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, well, honestly, so I, I moved around a lot as a kid, uh, where I'm a, I'm a John Deere brat. My dad worked for Deere basically his whole career and 
we bounced from place to place, but the Quad Cities has always been my home base. So like I was born here in Silvis, Illinois, and then we moved away and came back, moved away and came back. Um, so I came back to the Quad Cities area starting high school. So as a freshman and Scott was like the second or third person that I met in high school, like freshly back in town. And so we've been friends ever since then. Um, so that's obviously how I know him. Um, and then I met Emily in high school as well, because she went to the same, you know, uh, same school and was in my class in high school. Um, I want to say pretty much everyone else. I mean, I kind of met through the podcast. Um, I mentioned Blake, and I think I've met Kevin maybe once or twice uh, because of prior uh, front row podcasts as well. Um, but yeah, everyone else I kind of just met. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you mentioned, you mentioned your dad works for Deer, but what do you, what do you do? Well, I'm a software developer, uh, software engineer now, I guess is my title technically, but I've been at that for 15 years, something like that. I went to Western Illinois, got a computer science degree, stayed through my master's and then uh, got hired to a local business here doing software dev. Um, So I do like CAD stuff. I, I write CAD software. I got you. See, this is why I said you're the real first one, because I've said this on a pod. And I know you took offense, rightfully so. We're basically the same person. I'm also a software engineer. I, I also I went I've, to Western Illinois University. And I've wanted to talk to you about that because I have heard that. But again, like I just met you through the podcast. And so yeah. we basically don't shoot the shit very often. But yeah, I, uh, I guess we'll get to it in my little episode. But I, I work for JP Morgan. I do software. Engineering oh, nice. Software, so yeah. So but I, I haven't been doing it for 15 years. I've only been doing it for a little over about five. So I'm still nice. relatively new. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, um, I say I started off working at a, like a startup more or less here in Davenport. And then the startup got bought out by a company down South. I don't know if I should mention names or not. So I'm just going to be vague and say, I got bought out by evil core somewhere else. And, um, yeah, I've been bouncing around, uh, just, I haven't had a lot of different jobs. Like I worked at one place basically from college for like 13 years and then COVID hit and everything got shook up. Um, right now I am working for a prominent home shopping network. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Um, I will say that's one of the more interesting things about kind of that field is it's not uncommon to, to really bounce around, you know, like mm -hmm. at least my mom, you know, that generation growing up, it was like, you know, you got, you shot for the gold watch. Like you said, your dad, right. You're a deer man. And that, and like, now it's like, year two three you know now i wonder if people look at you across you're like you've been there how long i know well <laughs> and in our industry that's kind of true right because yeah it seems like when you when you go work in a in software dev you kind of like get pigeonholed into something unless you like forcibly push your way out of the box that they try to put you in naturally yeah. and and you know then yeah eventually you're like the guy doing the archaic thing that all the kids out of college didn't even bother to learn yeah you know we took did you so you went to west did you take COBOL as a language no nope Oh, so I did. And literally they were like, well, listen, we only teach this because there's a handful of companies that still use it. And it's such an outdated language that not a lot of people know it. So if you take this class, you'll at least have it on your resume and you can get a job. Yep. And I swear to you, I put it on my resume. So many companies reached out and were like, Hey, uh, do you have COBOL experience? And I was like, yeah, I took a class. <laughs> so- yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I somehow I, I skipped over that one. I, what did you do? Like the, uh, there were two different, different tracks in in western computer science it was like god it was like the mathematics track and then the business track or something like that and i did the math track i went more i think on the business track. now obviously there was a ton of math which i'm like good at math and like math and even i was like dude this is like discrete math i was like no thanks this is Um, i went i went hard through all of that i went through like calc 3 and 
everything so it was it was brutal um but what's funny is i like kind of paid off because doing cad software obviously i do a lot of math right but um i also missed out on a lot of like like cobalt i didn't that just wasn't part of it but it would have actually been probably a pretty useful skill um uh the thing that the the devil for me has been uh visual basic six that's the thing i didn't take any classes on it but right out of college that first job they were like you're gonna learn some vb6 and i hate it and every job that i've had since they're like oh you know vb6 and now mm-hmm. i just don't talk about it i don't put it on my resume right. i don't tell anybody because i don't want to do it <laughs> yeah i did something so i took cobalt off my resume because i was like no i don't i don't want to do it i did a little visual basic stuff but i don't put that on there I, like now that again i've been doing it for a few years you know when i was just coming out i'm like i'll put everything if i even mm-hmm. sniffed this class i was like i can do that and now i'm like no 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 there's it's, stuff it's the linkedin principle right and then you get somebody yeah. to do somebody that has no idea to endorse you on it. My first, so I, it's funny, I lived in Davenport. Uh, that was my first job out of college with computer science. I did consulting work for a company that did SAP software. Yeah. And I had, even in the interview, I was like, I've, I've never done anything with this. I have no idea. They're like, we'll teach you. I'm like, all right, cool. So now I have that. And that was on my resume because it was the job. I had to put it when I was looking for other work. And to this day, still now, I get, uh, I get more job offers for SAP work than anything else. They're just like, That's oh, here's, here's an SAP development you know, here's a uh, remote job. Here's this, here's that. Here's a contract here. I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't really want to do this. I also did it for a year, so I'm not even good. <laughs> I know it's, it's a good industry to be in. Cause like, if you do know that skill, whether you want to do it or not, you've got, you've got options always. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, enough about work because work is, is work, but what do you do when you're not working? What, what kind of hobbies do you like to sling? Um, I'm a gamer, a PC gamer, largely. Um, I probably waste way more hours than I'm even aware of, uh, doing, doing gaming. Um, yeah, typically, like, I've got kind of a group of, of buddies who, well, back to the work thing, we used to play games over work, being being a small software shop, we could do that. Yeah. And uh, so even to this day, like, we'll hop into Discord server from noon to one and, and play something, usually some kind of Call of Duty or Rocket League or something. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I love single really- players, but I don't play them very often anymore. So yeah. I just don't have time. So I'm surprised, well, maybe not, because where this question is going to go but since you like games so much you're in software engineering did you ever try or have any desire to get into to game design or game you know anything with the gaming industry um i'd say the desire was there i'd say like i had i had teachers like professors in college who kind of like beat the optimism out of me for lack <laughs> of a better term like it seems like if you go in the computer science like every I don't know, man. Every third person you talk to was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go out and make the next big game. And then like, no, they're not. Like it's yeah. it's game dev is super, super hard. And um I'll say like outside of work, I've gotten with some other dev buddies and like we've tried to make something here and there and and never gotten very far with it. Um yeah. you know, I've got big dreams, right? But I it's never happened. Um the closest I'm talking about getting actually I'm doing it again. Um there's the they uh god what do they call it there's like like, you forget like game jams Mm -hmm. where you like you sit down with a team that you put together for like a weekend and you just try to crank something out either by yourself or with a group and so i've got a buddy who's been trying to get me into that because he actually does have a game that he made and published on steam and you can go play it Um, and uh so i feel like he can kind of guide me through it so i'm like you want to plug it (laughs) you can plug it if you want (laughs) uh i think lacuna lacuna passage i think it is so get it tyler um yeah so i'm thinking about maybe trying to do a game jam again i think that'd be super fun but yeah i had a there's a guy that 
you know, you get closer because you do a lot of group projects, or at least I did come with computer science and the guy I worked with that I liked and that working with, he, he had been doing a game and he was like, Hey, you do mind testing this. Now I thought he, like me was like, just learning it. Oh, this is beginner stuff. This dude had been coding since he was like eight. And he was like, Oh, here's my game. And he showed it to yeah. me. He was like, it's just a demo. Don't worry about it. It was one of the best games I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what, what is this? And he, I don't, I don't even know if he still put it out. Like it's, it's, you know, so to your point about people in video games, like you really have to have a passion for it because it's really, really, really intense. It takes a ton. And the people who, you know, get on, cause I was telling people the same thing. Cause everyone, when I'd say, Oh, I'm getting computer science. They'd be like, Oh, you like video games. You want to work in video games. And I was like, no, man, I go, people want to get into video games mostly. Cause they're like, Oh, I have the idea. So I'm going to create it, run it and be the, like mm-hmm. the driving force, but you're going to get hired by EA. You're like, Oh, I work on Madden. Be like, what do you do? I render the grass. Be like, Oh, Cool. That's not, <laughs> yeah that's not thrilling <laughs> so totally totally yeah you're gonna get stuck into some really terrible little corner of you know boring stuff and and then the opposite yeah. of that is you have to do it yourself which takes a ton of oh my god you know, effort money and it's a lot yeah i mean i took i took the like computer graphics class because there was only one that was offered right. at western and it was like one of my one of the big ones and easily the hardest one and it was because i spent so much time on it really myself because I was into it but Mm -hmm. like you know yeah I slaved away for like a month and like finished finished coding it at like 559 the next the morning before it was due and like trucked across campus and it was pathetic (laughs) like yeah you know yeah it's it's fun it's rewarding but it's so frustrating most of the time especially I'm sure maybe we'll move on I don't know how many people really love hearing coding talk but you know <laughs> you just get that you're like I can't figure it out, I can't figure it out and I was like oh you got an extra space there and you're like what and you're like oh now it works oh okay cool I can't believe they pay me all that money to miss a period so yeah for <laughs> sure yeah and th- if those were the easier problems that you encounter I mean shit the compiler yeah. tells you when you miss a miss a semicolon sure. somewhere but <laughs> Um, all right. So if you're, if you're not working, you're not software definite, you're not gaming it up. Um, but if you could switch lives with any one person could be past, present, anybody for one day, just one day, you don't get their life, but for one day you get to be this person who you picking. Oh man. Like, do I get their skill set? or you get all of it. You get to be, so we'll just say it's basically your mind and their body. So, you know, you, you but You'll get their skills. We'll say matrix. So if you decide, well, I want to be LeBron, obviously we'll play basketball like LeBron. You're not going to play basketball like Mike, but you get to be that person for the day. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not big into sports ball, but uh, I'm like a race car driver or something. I can't really think uh, I'm going to throw out like Rick Mears. There you go. That's all right. I used to, uh, I'll save that. I can't, I can't spill the tea on that one yet. Cause I'm going to save it for later. So never mind. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, it's funny. You pick like, the race car driver. So previously I, I always expect people to pick somebody who's like a billionaire. Like, I don't know what would, what's Jeff Bezos's life. Like, mm. for like it's insane, but so far everyone's picked like Emily picked somebody. I think she picked somebody from the who and Nicole was, uh, or no, maybe she picked, or I think Nicole picked Adam Sam. Like it's been very interesting to hear people. It's not been one I've expected at all. And so it's, well, I'm happy yeah, that my friends I, have diverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like this question, I don't know if this question was on the, uh, the, the, the cheat sheet you sent me, but like, I guess I immediately went to like, what's an experience that, that I won't have with anybody else. And so like I threw out race car driver, cause that'd be super dope. I immediately want to change my answer to like some astronaut. I want to be, I wanted to be Neil Armstrong going to the moon. Yeah. Like that'd be awesome. For one day. I think that's, that's something close. I would, I would pick to, yeah. to be, to be able to be in space. I mean, that's yeah. the dream, of, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, are you a reader? No, 
I'm not. I'm I'm trying to read the Wheel of Time series right now because it's my wife's favorite book series of all time. And uh, this is my second attempt. I made it through book five the first time and I'm on book. I'm almost through book two now, but I want to tell you it's been like a shamefully long time that it's taken yeah. me to get this far. Like, yeah. All right. Well, instead of asking what kind of book you would write then, because you said video games. Okay. What kind of video game would you create? If you had unlimited time and resources, what type of video game would you create? I'm, I'll go ahead and answer both parts of that because I actually <laughs> have an answer for the book part too. But uh, a video game, I would want to do like a, like a space flight sim. Like I have super fun memories of like the uh, X-Wing and TIE Fighter games or uh, yeah. Final Space, I think was the name of it. It was like by, by Volition. Man, those games are so cool. I, that's the kind of game I have always wanted to make, and I don't feel like there are any good ones out there. Um, have you, um, real quick, have you played No Man's Sky? I haven't. It's boring as hell. Really, you didn't. So, yeah. here, so let me let me say, game aside, it, when I first time I played it, that you didn't feel that rush of experience. Like when you get into the oh. ship for the first time and you take off, you leave the atmosphere, you go into space. You like that's my favorite part of that game. I, the rest oh, yeah. of it, to be honest, I really don't care about. But that every time flying and going in and out of systems and spaces is it still gets me. It, it is very cool. Um, when I like, I got it on almost day one and started playing it, which obviously that game has a rep where it was in super rough shape when it launched, and you know they way over promised and under delivered. But like that aspect of yeah, getting into a ship and it's like look up at the sky, point at any star or thing you see, and you can just go there. And that was super badass. Yeah. But I have a really low tolerance for games that are like grindy. Mm-hmm. and so it very quickly it was like oh well now you're out of gas so you're gonna have to go mine rock for like the next four hours before you can fly to the next thing in the sky and i did that enough times that i was like all right it's cool that i can fly to the different things but they're all the same yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and i've gone back and tried it a few times like uh since they've been releasing updates and it's cool that they've pushed a lot of content into it i'm just still not into it i have a short attention span for that all right well what's your book idea you said you got one uh yeah yeah i i uh i want to i want to for no particular reason write a uh a fantasy like dungeons and dragons swords and swords and forests style book called the sword of explosions already i'm in i'm hooked there you go (laughs) the basic premise is it's about this like rogue that gets a wizard drunk and they make the most absurdly powerful and dangerous weapon known to man called the sword of explosions and that's just uh misadventures from there on out I kind of hope you hurry up and write that book because I, I don't really want to read it. <laughs> I, I think I think it's got Hollywood written all over it. If I could just find a time machine. Well, I love it. And speaking of Hollywood, if we're shooting the Mike biopic, what actor do you want or do you think would play you? Oh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Now is that your? Is you want Lawrence Fishburne? And which Lawrence Fishburne are you getting? Are you getting Matrix Lawrence Fishburne or Old School Boys in the Hood Lawrence Fishburne? Ooh, ma- probably Matrix Lawrence Fishburne. I just think he's a great actor. He's one of my favorites for sure. Um, no, I have I have no serious answer to give you on this. I have no idea. <laughs> like, that, hey, that works. Listen, Lawrence Fishburne is great, and I, you know, we'll go Hamilton casting rules. That's fine. I'm not I'm not worried about it. Hollywood's uh, race and gender flipping everybody anyway, so why yeah, not? Go I'm down. I'm down. I'd be way cooler than in, in real life by, by far. So, all right. Uh, since this is an interview and I've asked you lots of questions, what is one question though you wish people would ask you more? Hmm. One question they would like to ask. And I, I, I don't really have any cause I'm pretty introverted. I don't really like when people talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> this was great then. And thank you. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, um, no, yeah. I can't, I can't think of anything for that really. 
Oh. Would you like this pile of free money? Yes. Yes, I would. Wow. See, here's the thing. Usually I use that as a prompt to then ask the person what they want to be asked. However, I don't have a big pile of money, so I'm not going to ask if you want it, but I will flip the opposite of that that I like to ask too. So because you said you're an introvert too, uh, I assume you have answers for this one. What question do you wish people would ask you less? Mm. Again, I really, I really don't. I just don't want anybody to talk to me, period. Like, so any question. No, yeah. Just leave me alone, man. <laughs> I'm surprised since you're also in CS that it's not, oh, can you fix and then insert any tech thing ever in there? Oh, because oh you just <laughs> opened a floodgate now. That's like, oh grandma got a new cell phone and needs help. Like yeah, I it's that's true. I don't like being asked like to be tech support guy for anybody. It's it, I'm I'm over it because I don't know if you're this way too, but being a developer now, like anything at all to do with like troubleshooting or hardware like i have zero patience for now i don't even want to build my own computers anymore like yeah. i just don't want to mess with it i just want stuff to work all the time it's uh yeah i so when i so i used to be that person i was always kind of a techie person i was like gadgets and stuff and so my family is just not that way at all so they would always be like oh you know they'd be like you know computers and I'd be like my vcr doesn't work i'd be like yeah that's the same thing why don't i just take a look at it and then when I went and got my CS degree, now everybody's like, oh, you know this. And I'm like, I, you know, your phone's not working. You probably should go to Verizon. I'm not, you know what I mean? It's, it's software. Like I didn't write that software. Like that's not what I do. I'm not, you know, Geek Squad. So that's why I was shocked. That wasn't the first thing that came to your mind because on the one hand, I like to try to be helpful, especially with family, friends. Like yeah. I'll try, but it is really something when they continually ask you. I, I think it was like, you go through a phase of your life where you're like the techie guy and you like to be helpful and whatever. And like, and I worked in retail at Best Buy and I sold computers and stuff. And I wanted to be like, Mr. Has the Answers all the time. It gave me a great pleasure to do that for a long time. But you just reach a point of being exhausted by it. And like you said, it, it gets harder and harder and harder. And eventually you're just like, I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Like go ask the guy at the store. I was on vacation this last week. Uh, we were at a dinner and this woman, everyone was talking and like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? I was like, oh, I'm a software engineer. She immediately pulled out her phone and was like, oh, can you help me? And I spent 45 minutes talking about, she lost her iPhone. And the gist was like, she was worried that the people were going to be able to take her stuff. And I had to talk to her for 45, her husband. The only reason I really did it because he looked at me and he was like, thank you. Thank you. She, was, <laughs> she couldn't sleep last night. She was driving me insane with all these yeah. questions. You're giving her peace of mind. I was like, all right, well. I suppose it would be nice to get back to dinner, but uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike, you got any pets? Uh, I've got a dog. Yep. Kind of Jack oh. Russell Terrier. She's uh, like 13 or 14 now. Oh, nice. Oh, 13 or 14. Have you had her the entire time? Yep. Yep. We got her as a puppy. So perfect. If she could talk, what do you think she would say about you? Uh, that I have no impulse control when it comes to sweets <laughs> uh, and that I drink way too much coffee. <laughs> All right. All right. I could, I listen, I, again, the same person with the, 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 the former I'm down. I sweets are my jam. Mm -hmm. I've not met something with sugar in it that I haven't enjoyed coffee. Not so much because I don't like hot drinks, but when I do drink coffee, it's basically the dessert because I just that's, get the cold, whatever. That's me all the time. I don't, I don't ever get anything hot unless it's like negative 20 out. And, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I don't think she'd complain because I usually like, since I work from home, I load her up in the car and she gets like the little pup cup and, you know, yeah. she, she gets way too excited about it. Cause anytime I go towards the garage door, she's like, well, yeah, we're going to get coffee. Like, 
Nice. Like it's it's a lot. Yeah, I so I stopped getting them because again, I I would get the sugariest thing on the menu. I don't have like a panic attack after homos because I've just gone into a sugar coma and just just taste the diabetes. But yeah, there's there all those memes were like, oh, how come your stomach hurts so bad? It's like because I had I had breakfast. Oh, uh, you had like an iced coffee almost your breakfast like right. <laughs> every day. Just jittery. All right, let's swing it back to Gray 17. Give me a favorite memory of Gray 17 so far. Oh, man. Buttholes. Nice. <laughs> Take it all the way back. That was, uh, yeah, that was, what was that? Mindhunter, right? That was, was season... like episode two. Oh, yeah, it was probably earlier than that. It was real early, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that was, that really is kind of one of my favorites because, like, it, it's been a lot of fun to like have new newbies on especially those of you that like haven't been into sci-fi very much yeah and just like <laughs> i don't know there are things that i'm like okay they'll probably think that's like cool or whatever and then there are things that like the mind hunter or soul hunter so uh, yeah where i'm like oh boy they're gonna struggle with this one <laughs> <laughs> well who doesn't like guy with a butthole for his forehead i mean that's yep. that's insanity and uh yeah we had good fun recording that for sure all right, well, what are you looking forward to the most? We've got, what, another two and a half actual years, three seasons, three and a half seasons. What are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I don't know. Um, just seeing where this uh, this crazy thing goes. Like, I kind of joined the podcast with, I think probably you would agree with me, like almost no expectations about what it was going to be and where it would go. And um, so having no expectations, it's gone. It's exceeded that. And then, like, it's exceeded that plus, 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 like, it, this, this has been wild and i'm pretty pumped about the idea of us maybe getting to go hang out at a comic con and like have our booth and like i think it'd be pretty cool if some of the awesome people that we've met online come and visit us so yeah that has been uh, i think we've said it almost almost everyone i think has said the same thing uh and it just bears repeating that like literally i just thought i'd be hanging out with a bunch of people you know i was already friends with and shooting a shit about a show i've never seen and then every time it gets more, it's like, wait, we have a Facebook group. Wait, people have joined it. Wait, people are leaving comments. Wait, people are liking stuff. People are making memes about shit we say. People like every time it gets crazier and crazier. And cra we get to interview people from the show. Like what is happening? Yeah, it's, it's insane. And then and then for the first time, we crossed the milestone of like somebody left like a touching story about how like our podcast impacted them in a personal way. And I'm like, yeah, buttholes. Like we talk about buttholes. <laughs> yeah yeah i i agree i agree uh it's 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 insane it's insane and it keeps getting better and it's the people who like listen to this now and like and comment subscribe below <laughs> uh, it's just it's crazy but to your point I, i'm also excited hopefully we get to do a con that would be fun to actually meet people in real life something so to let everyone else know too because we are scattered like to meet you in person to meet other people in person. like there's a lot of us we haven't seen like you and, and emily and, and andrew that i did not know before the podcast we've never met like in yeah. real life yeah so just being able to do that would be fun and i'm looking forward to that uh, barbecue you keep inviting everybody to so hopefully hopefully we can make it work it, it will be awesome all right so we like to wrap up every episode with two truths and a lie so i will remind everyone mike is going to give us two truths and a lie not necessarily in that order and then below leave your comments guessing what the lie is and then the a uh, week before we release the next episode, he'll tell us what the lie is. So Mike, give me two truths and a lie. Mm, okay. Um, well, one of my uh, 
I can't tell you. I was going to say one of my truths is this. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I have attended. I've attended probably seven or eight Indianapolis 500s okay. uh, over the years. Um, I play guitar and violin. And I have been to Australia and New Zealand and I'm going back soon and would love to retire there someday. Okay. So two truths and a lie. Mike has been to seven or eight Indy 500s. He plays the guitar and the violin and he has been to Australia and New Zealand and is going back soon and would like to retire there. So one of those is not true. Let us know below which one you think it is. And like I said, in a week or so, we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, all right, Mike. So this has been fantastic. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah, uh, we usually give you the last word. Anything you want to say? Any, any last thoughts or anything? Uh, love and peace. Love and peace. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for doing this. We appreciate you. Thanks you for everyone for watching and listening. Um, and like we said, we are part of the great 17 podcast and podcast network. You can get all of the socials below. You can get all the links to the other shows below. Please consider giving us a like, a subscribe, a listen, a comment, all that good jazz. We love to hear from you. And hopefully we'll, we'll see you soon. Mike, thanks again. Uh, I have been John and with me has been Mike and we will see you next time. Thanks everybody. Thank you. <laughs>